Hello, residents. My name is Zach Olson. I'm joined today by Mike Estefan, and thank you for downloading this month's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Pearson Rabbits Insurance, my personal disability and life insurance agent. We will talk more about Pearson Rabbits later in this episode. So I got a funny story to start off, Mike. You ready? All right, let's hear it. So after the last episode, I'm starting to get nervous because it's getting harder and harder to consistently beat you with these. Like I'm starting to have to pull out some pretty pretty out there stuff because you're getting really good. And you know, I have to like study and prep now. So I I don't just make them like I used to, and I'm stressing about this. And then this this cr- the craziest thing happens. It's like a miracle. You wanna know what happened? I'm kind of nervous, but go ahead. I get this unsolicited message from one of your colleagues. And I'm gonna keep their identity a secret, but they're like, Zach, great show. But I know I know Mike, I know him quite well. I know his strengths, I know his weaknesses, probably better than he does. I would love to help you come up with some learning opportunities for him. And so I was like, Oh yes. And then they're like, You should probably maybe do a case on this. Or this. <laughs> I was like, oh. yes, sweet, <laughs> thank you. And now I have their contact information. And I assure you, they'll be listening to this episode, and we're going to see how you do here. So um, you better be ready, because I got, I got intel now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All, right, All, so, right. All right. So here we go. Today is round number 20 of the game. Mike will need to perform today's case in real ABEM oral boards format. He has 15 minutes to complete the full case. He does not know what the case is ahead of time. And if he hits all of the critical actions that I've listed out beforehand, he wins. And if he doesn't, or if he performs a dangerous action, I win. These cases were created by me. They're not derived from actual ABEM cases that I had, and they are not real patients. Mike, take out a piece of paper and a pencil. Place the paper sideways in front of you. Outline a human body on the left side of it, and let me know when you are ready. Let's do it. Dr. Estefan, this will be a single patient encounter. You will have 15 minutes to complete the case. Before we begin, do you have any questions? No questions, my friend. You just got me all nervous now. Not that I wasn't nervous before, but... Let's begin. You're working at Clerkship General, and the next chart gets put in your rack, and you you look at the clock, and you groan, because you know what time it is, Mike? What time is it, Zach? It's time for your first peds case! (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Four-year-old male. Four-year-old male. Chief complaint? Feels just, I don't know, dehydrated. Unwell. Okay. Um, I walk into the room. What do I see? Um, you see a four-year-old male. He's uh, consolable by parents, maybe a little bit fussy. It's mom and dad in the room. There's two other like toddlers rumbling around as well. Um, hi, guys. My name is Mike. I'm one of the resident doctors working today. What is bringing you guys all in? Oh, hey, Dr. Estefan. How are you? Um, we're Yeah, we're here just to take care of our, our little son, uh, Tommy. Tommy's not been doing too well. And then they yell at the other kids, hey, get off all the, get off the, the bed. Stop jumping on the, the cot. <laughs> What's been going on with Tommy? You know, we've all just been sick, but it, I don't know. He just seems like he's getting the worst of it. He's not getting better. Okay. What kind of symptoms has he had? We've all just been like, um, we had like this upper respiratory 
you know, like I think it was just like a cold, I guess, just runny nose, cough. Um, he's just, you know, we were sick all week. He hasn't been getting sick like everyone, or he hasn't been getting better like everyone else. Um, he just kind of, he's just not eating or drinking really well. Okay. Um, can we get an initial set of vitals on this kid? Sure. His heart rate is 132. His respiratory rate is 22. His blood pressure is 98 over 64. His O2 saturation is 98%. And can we get a temp? Um, his temp is... 100.4 a borderline fever okay um so everyone's kind of been feeling under the weather runny nose cough yeah we all got we all got back from this like you know just a, a trip last last week and um runny nose just we all felt kind of sick and you know we just took over the counter stuff we all were getting better and um he's just i don't know he's just not he's not perking up he just seems kind of sick still. Where did you guys travel to? Where do we travel to? Yeah. Um, so- Southeast Thailand. No. <laughs> 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 uh, no, just just uh, to family. They live on the other side of, of the city here. Okay. Was anyone else sick uh, wherever you traveled? The you know, I, I, I guess I don't, I don't think so. There's a ton of people over, so probably. Um, I know a couple of the other families, they kind of left early. They weren't feeling good. So yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess his cousins were a little bit sick that he was playing with. Okay. Um, all right. Can Tommy talk to me? Yes. Okay. How you feeling, buddy? I don't feel well. Um, how does the kid look? Um, he looks just kind of, you know, scared to be in the ED. He's consolable by parents. He's just a little kind of irritable and fussy, I guess. Okay. Can we undress him completely? Sure, he's undressed. Okay. Um, any rashes anywhere? Um, yeah, he just kind of got like a little bit of a like a faint, blanchable, just diffuse, non-specific rash. Diffuse, like everywhere. Yeah, it's like on his torso. It's on his arms. Just kind of a. It's not really prominent, I guess. Okay. Um, let's see. How are his eyes? Sclera, white. Um, they're a little bit injected. Any rash to his palms and soles? Uh, <laughs> they're a little. They're a little erythematous. <laughs> okay. Um, I open his mouth. Are there any or anywhere mucous membrane changes? Uh, yeah. His his lips are pretty cracked and dry looking. Just kind of reddish. <laughs> Um, let me, <laughs> let me ask mom and dad, um, how long has he not been feeling ill or well like this? Yeah, we've been sick for maybe like a, w- one week. Okay. So I'm going to presume like a week of fevers. He's got conjunctivitis. He's got, um, a rash involving mucous membranes. Does he have any swelling of his extremities? Uh, no. Any... Lymph nodes on his neck? Uh, yeah, there's one. <laughs> there's one. <laughs> okay. Um, let's get, uh, let's get this kid on the monitor. Let's get a line. Um, let's get an EKG, a CBC, a BMP, a troponin, and a BNP. Um, Let's also, just for the heck of it, even though I don't think this is what's going on, let's get blood cultures on him as well. And I guess we could do urine cultures. 
Um, it can be, I'm not highly suspicious. It can just be a, a clean catch bag. We don't have to cat the kid. Oh, and then, uh, sorry, ESR CRP. So the nurse would just like to repeat that. Um, get the patient on a monitor, start an IV, EKG, CBC, BMP, troponin, BNP, blood cultures, urine cultures, sed rate, and CRP. Is that correct? Yes. Um, and how much? We could give this kid a. Let's start very gentle. Um, a 10 cc per kick bolus. So the EKG is sent. Um, blood work is all sent and drawn. We got a line. So, um, parents are like, what do you think is going on? Um, let me take a look at this EKG. So normal sinus rhythm. Oh my gosh. It keeps closing on me. Okay. Um, it's normal sinus. I mean, I see some anterior T wave inversions, which if I recall correctly, can be very normal in a child of this age. Um, other than that, everything looks okay on here. Um, so, ooh. So I, so mom and dad, I think I, I'm concerned about a disease um, process that we call Kawasaki's disease. Um, it's we kind of don't really know too much about it. It's a vasculitis, which means inflammation of blood vessels in the body, and it can aff affect multiple organs. Um, and I'm concerned that he might have it. Um, the most notable organ that it can affect is the heart. So I'm ordering a bunch of blood tests to see if there's any damage to the heart. Um, and then there are a couple treatments that we kind of do for this, if this is indeed what's going on. So he will be admitted to the hospital. Um, that sounds really scary. How do you test for that? So I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a clinical diagnosis. So there's no test for Kawasaki disease. It's the combination of all the symptoms. So a week of fever, red eyes, a rash involving the mucous membrane or mucous membrane changes, um, a rash over the body. It could be swelling of the hands and feet. Oh, geez, he does have all those things. I, I hope you're right. Um, can we call pediatric rheumatology? Is this a children's hospital? Um, yeah, Clerkship General is an amazing hospital. Lots of specialties. <laughs> um, so yeah, rheumatologist will get you a call back in a second. But let's get your labs done first here. Um, so let's see. So we get your CBC back. Um, the white count is 15, the hemoglobin is 13, the platelets are 450, um, as far as the electrolytes, um, the BMP, everything looked good on there, the troponin is normal, the BNP is normal, the blood cultures and urine cultures aren't back yet, obviously, um, the sed rate is 50 and the CRP is 5. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm still gonna. So, it appears no damage to the heart at this point in time, but um, I'm still very concerned about this disease process. So, I, I think I'm gonna initiate um, at least one of the two treatments that I know of here in the ED. Um, could I talk to pharmacy? Yes, Dr. F. Estefan, this is the pharmacist. All right. 
So I have a patient that I strongly suspect Kawasaki's disease in. Um, and I want to treat with um, aspirin and IVIG. I am looking for the doses. I thought we weren't supposed to give aspirin to kids. Yeah, so Rye syndrome, but I, I suspect this is Kawasaki's disease, which is the one indication for aspirin. All right. According to my according to my sources, the dose of aspirin would be 20 megs per kg, and the IVIG will be two grams per kilogram. Okay, great. Um, let me just tell the parents, mom and dad. Um, so we're gonna give these two treatments. One of them is a drug that you very well know, aspirin, um, and the other one is IVIG, which is an IV form of uh, protein that we all have in our body, but it helps kind of combat the autoimmune response of kawasaki disease seems like a good idea i guess i trust you do you have any questions no, no. okay Ontologist is on the phone hey what's going on hey um i've got a four-year-old uh hold on sorry mom and dad any medical problems oh medical problems uh no i suppose kawasaki's disease a- any allergies to medications um no Okay. Um, hey, I got a four-year-old, no past medical history, uh, coming in with what sounds like a week of fever, p- poor PO intake. Um, he examines very much like Kawasaki. He has lymphadenopathy, unilateral. He has um, conjunctivitis. He has rash involving mucous membranes. Um, he's had fever for a week, etc. Um, so his labs look pretty good. His ESR and CRP are elevated, but his EKG, I didn't see like, a, you know, the classic coronary dissecting into a STEMI kind of picture. Um, his trope and BNP were normal. I gave him a 10 CC per kg bolus, drew cultures, blood cultures and urine cultures just in case. But, um, we we're, we're going to start him on aspirin and IVIG and admit him to the hospital. Sounds like a good plan to me. Is he coming to our service or? Who are you admitting him to? He should. He, hmm. every time I've seen IVIG given, it's been in the unit just for monitoring for reactions. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, seems reasonable. Okay. We'll let the ICU know. That ends your case. Before we get into how you did, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for the month, Pearson Rabbits Insurance. Stephanie Pearson is my personal disability and life insurance agent, and the reason I like her is because she is an educator at heart. She's not just trying to sell you a policy. She is there to answer your questions. She was a physician that became disabled herself, and when you start shopping for these insurance policies, which you all should be, and you should be as soon as possible, she will be able to answer all of your questions. She'll be able to compare policies between different companies. She is an independent agent, which means that she's not forced to sell you a policy from any one particular company. She's just there to help you pick the best policy for you purchase it at the right time, answer questions, and make the whole process painless. Go to www.pearsonravits.com and set up your appointment to choose your policy. There's no obligation to buy. She'll tell you the best time to initiate it, and you want to get this process started early um, before it's too late. And so thank you to Pearson Ravits for sponsoring this episode. Now back to our case. All right, Mike, how do you think you did? Um... I think I did okay. Um, I got a little sloppy with my format because of the initial what the heck is going on here. But as soon as the exam started to come together, 
um, I think it smoothed out a little bit and I got a little less frightened by what was going on. Have you seen a case of this before? No, but I've seen multiple cases of Miss C, um, which is very similar in presentation. Yeah, that was that was one of my concerns. I was like, so you're right. The diagnosis with Kawasaki's disease. I'm going to have to work extra hard with my my source uh, next time <laughs> around because we were unsuccessful at defeating you, um, which is depressing to me. I don't know. I'm but whatever. Anyways, but that was my one concern. I was like, I know that he's seeing a bunch of Miss C, which is similar, and I don't know if I'll be able to slide this past him. Obviously, uh, I wasn't. You were all over that diagnosis pretty quick. So let's go – before we get to the – you know, talk about this here, let's just go through the critical actions. You would have passed this case. You had done well in this case. You identified all the abnormal exam findings. Um, you didn't articulate like a GU exam. He would have had some like skin peeling there too. But that's okay. You, you, you were all over it. Um, you diagnosed Kawasaki disease uh, as a clinical diagnosis. You ordered aspirin. You ordered your IVIG. I was really proud of you, man. You just went for it. That's what you're supposed to do. You're like, oh, we're going to start aspirin and IVIG. No, like, hesitation. No, like, just doing one of them. Um, so, like, you grew from the beta blocker episode where you're like, you knew what to do next, but you're kind of scared to initiate. You just said, I want to do this. I need this. I need help with the dose. Um, and that, that was, so that was really strong. You did, you did strong on this case. Um, I also, I don't think I've seen like a, a Kawasaki's disease, at least not that I'm aware of. I, I like to think that I would have caught it. <laughs> I haven't heard of any that I've missed. You know, maybe <laughs> if they came in really early or something, um, they hadn't had fever for five days, which is an interesting question. Have you heard of incomplete Kawasaki's disease? I have only because my significant other is a pediatrician. And so she likes to nerd out with these things. But that's the only reason I've heard about it. <laughs> but you, well, I suppose you haven't seen it at all. But like no. incomplete Kawasaki's disease, you don't actually have to have all of these like exam findings. It's still you're still looking for that fever for more than five days. That's kind of like the classic clue that should you know hone you in on this. But even if you just have a couple of these other sort of skin things, and then you, but it, your CRP will be up or your sed rate will be up, and there will be kind of some maybe something in the labs. That'll, that'll clue you in. Um, but tell me what you know about Kawasaki's disease. Uh, I honestly think you would have done better on this case than I would have when I took the test. I thought you did really good. So tell me what you know. You <laughs> teach me. Thanks, man. Um, so I know it's an autoimmune, I think, small vessel vasculitis um, that tends to affect kids, obviously. Um, the major complication that we all learn about in medical school, at least, is... Um, coronary artery aneurysms that can lead to permanent heart damage, myocardial infarctions, et cetera, et cetera, which obviously would otherwise be extremely rare in this age group. Um, the mnemonic that I learned to remember the symptoms of Kawasaki was crash and burn, but going through this case, I literally wrote crash and burn on my paper, and then I couldn't figure out what all the, the things were. So it just goes to show how helpful mnemonics are on the spot. But I remember burn is the five-day fever. Um, let's see. Yeah, R is maybe for rash, A for adenopathy, um, C for conjunctivitis. Don't really remember the S or the H. Yeah, so you're, I think you're spot on. So um, it's uh, mucocutaneous is the word. Like all of the 
exam findings you'll notice are things with like mucous membranes or skin. That's kind of the vasculitis. It's one of the most common vasculitises um, in uh, kids. The most common thing would be uh, like cardiac complications with the famous one being these coronary aneurysms that result in all these big issues. Um, but it can be like myocarditis, pericarditis, all of that kind of stuff as well. Um, and I heard the same mnemonic you did, uh, crash and burn. So it's conjunctivitis, rash, adenopathy. S is like, I think it's strawberry tongue. It's probably, it's more just strawberry mouth. You know, it's erythema of the oral mucosa, the tongue, the lips, the, um, like they'll have like a pharyngitis, but it'll be like a non-exudative pharyngitis. And then like hands, like hands and feet. So like changes of like the peripheral, like, like the fingers and toes type of a thing. Um, and, and all of that can kind of evolve over time. Cause there's like different phases to this. There's like the acute febrile phase and yada, yada. And then the treatment is aspirin and IVIG, which are definitely like the core therapies for this. I think IVIG is really the big one that prevents the aneurysms, um, but you can read more about this. And the, these patients get admitted to the hospital. And I didn't really, I was just giving you a hard time. I was like, I don't know which service it's supposed to go on. Like I've never, I mean, I don't know, the ICU probably. <laughs> I was just like, I need to ask him more questions to make him at least sweat a little bit. Um, but uh, again, you got the treatment, the aspirin and the IVIG. And I just remembered now what the... Um, what the other most common uh, vasculitis in childhood is. I can't believe I was spacing on this. I was just, it was like, a, it was on the tip of my tongue. Um, but audience, do you know what it is? It starts with an H, ends with a P, HSP, Hanak Shanline Purpura. I was like, why can't I? I'm like, gee, goodness, I can't. I'm like, what is it? So HSP would be the other, but it's up up there with that. These are like huge vasculitis. Kawasaki's and HSP are two two huge vasculitis that you need to to know as far as treating your patients. Um, but yeah, Mike, you are all over it, and so you'll be the ideal person to do the deep dive here in a couple weeks as well. Um, otherwise, how's residency going? Residency could not be going better right now. Let me just tell you how thrilled I am to be back in the ER. Um, after what was an interesting month in the PICU. Um, yeah, I'm just happy to be back. I'll leave it at that. Uh, it's good to be home. Yes. I agree. I mean, like these off-service rotations, they're always good learning opportunities, being in the ICU, being in the PICU, being on even like trauma and stuff. But it's, there's just, uh, there's, the ER, you know you're meant to be in emergency medicine. When you get back from all these other rotations, you're like, ah, it's just good to be back. And there's just a certain variety to it. There's a certain flow to it. There's a certain way that the shift just, it ends and it goes by so fast. And I agree with you, man. Well, I'm sure they're happy to have you back um, with your newfound pediatric knowledge <laughs> and um, skills, which you obviously demonstrated here today. Um, but yeah, that, that's it, everybody tune in in a couple weeks. Cause we're going to do the deep dive on this topic and we'll go through just kind of all of the, again, the diagnosis of Kawasaki's disease, um, and some of the treatment and that kind of stuff. Again, thank you to our sponsor, Pearson Rabbits for sponsoring this episode. Send us emails. I'm Zach at emclerkship.com, Mike at emclerkship.com. Uh, please tell a friend about the podcast and until next time, keep working hard, keep studying and be sure to enjoy your shift.